Have you ever experienced deja vu? You know, the sensation of seeing something once before or having been somewhere, but you have no real memory of it. Some will argue that deja vu is simply memories from a past life and that we are all reincarnated. Could Dorothy Edie have remembered her past life as an Egyptian priestess? Join us for the story of Amseti. You're listening to Unexplained Realms, the podcast. I'm your host, Anne, and I'm joined by co-host and producer, Eddie V. Hey, hello. How the hell are you? In 1904, Reuben Ernest Eady and Caroline Mary Eady gave birth to Dorothy Louise Eady. The family would have been considered a lower middle class family, living in a coastal town. Dorothy had an uneventful first few years, but at age three, she fell down a flight of stairs. And after the fall, she was pronounced dead. One hour later, Dorothy sat up in her bed, fully conscious, as if nothing had happened. Happy to have their daughter back, the family moved forward. Though, this was no longer the same little girl they loved. In 1908, the family visited a British museum, particularly an Egyptian exhibit. Most would expect a small child to become restless while viewing artifacts. But now Dorothy, she would approach the statues and kiss their feet. Witnessing this strange behavior, Dorothy's mom attempted to pick her up and move her. Dorothy began to scream that the statues were her people and she wanted to stay with them. In the days that followed the visit to the museum, Dorothy would dream of buildings with columns and beautiful gardens full of flowers. She began speaking in an accent and weeping while asking to be brought home, though she was already home. When Dorothy viewed photos of ancient Egypt, she would translate the hieroglyphics to her mother. And when seeing a photo of the temple of Seti, She would yell to her father that it was her home, and she used to live there. At one point, she was even asked to leave her Sunday school as she began to compare an ancient Egyptian religion with Christianity. And ultimately was expelled from school because she refused to sing a hymn that's lyrics called for God to curse the swart Egyptians. 
By this time, the family was no longer allowed to attend any Catholic masses. Though Dorothy said the Catholic mass reminded her of the old religion. As a teen, Dorothy believed her dreams were connected to Egypt. And she began attending groups that discussed reincarnation and began to study everything she could about Egypt. By 1933, Dorothy married Abdel, who was Egyptian. After marrying, the two moved to Cairo in Egypt and had a child. The child would be named Seti, at Dorothy's insistence. Seti was named after the 19th dynasty pharaoh. Dorothy wanted to follow the Egyptian custom of not saying the mother's first name. Therefore, she became Amseti, which translates to mean the mother of Seti. The marriage between Dorothy and Abdal was a troubled one. Dorothy continued her studies of Egypt, and Abdal, he had no need nor interest in studying Egypt. Abdel would frequently find Dorothy in what seemingly appeared to be a trance. During the trance, she would automatic write. If you don't know what automatic writing is, it's the ability to write full words without even realizing you're writing it. Abdel often found Dorothy writing hieroglyphics. Dorothy referred to her 70 pages of hieroglyphics as her spirit guide. The guide described Dorothy's former life. Abdel claimed at one time he witnessed a pharaoh sitting at the edge of Dorothy's bed. The unstable marriage did not last. Abel accepted a teaching job in Iraq and Dorothy was left to spend her days studying Egypt. Dorothy continued to have out-of-body experiences, seeing apparitions and understand the guide she had written while in a trance. The 70 pages of hieroglyphics translated into her truth. In her former life, she was born in ancient Egypt her name in that lifetime was Bentrashit. She was a priestess who resided in the temple of Seti. She claimed that by the time she was 14 years old, the pharaoh Seti fell deeply in love with her. During this time, she made a vow of virginity as a priestess without fully understanding the vow. She then became pregnant with the pharaoh's child. She did not want to cause the pharaoh trouble for this indiscretion. So she committed suicide. The pharaoh said he was completely devastated. 
he made a vow to be with her again. Dorothy claimed that the pharaoh kept his vow as he visited her every night and what she described were romantic encounters between the two. Dorothy stated that the pharaoh vowed to marry her when they were together in the afterlife. By 1936, she was divorced and raising a young son alone. Dorothy moved near the Giza pyramids and began working at the Egyptian Department of Antiquities as a secretary and draughtswoman, even though she had no formal education. Assisting scholars with their English and publishing her own works, She worked closely with Salim Hassan and Ahmed Fakhri, leading her to receive a special mention in a 10-volume report after assisting in finding the temple garden and a secret tunnel on the north end of the temple city. In 1956, the Pyramid Research Project was terminated Dorothy chose a lower-paying job in Abydos. The town of Abydos was settled in the cradle of a mountain called Pega the Gap. Egyptians once believed this mountain would lead them to the afterlife. Well, in this Egyptian village, Dorothy began being called Amseti. Within the village, it was very customary to call a woman by the name of her eldest child. The village of Abydos also held a special meaning to Amseti as she believed this village to be where she lived when she was Benshreed, the priestess in her other life. This was also the location of the temple Seti. Prior to moving to the village, she had visited it frequently and once during a visit, would prove to the chief inspector of the Department of Antiquities that she had advanced knowledge of the area. The chief inspector tested her knowledge by asking her to stand in the dark under particular paintings. She was expected to identify the paintings as well as give knowledge about them, as only a temple priestess would know. She was able to complete this task. The locations of the paintings had not been disclosed, nor had they been published. It appeared that Amseti was familiar with the paintings, and she went on to reveal that there was a secret library under the Temple of Seti that contained historical records as well as religious records. She went on to claim that the Sphinx was much older than anyone actually knew. Oftentimes, Amseti would describe the temple as a time machine. When entering, she felt as if she was transported back into her memories. 
Amsteri, also known as Dorothy Edie, spent the rest of her life living in the small village of Abydos. The village was a tourist attraction as the temple seti brought many to tour it. Though, Amsteri became a bit of a tourist attraction as well. She remained in the village, always studying the temple and ancient Egyptians until the day she passed away, April 21st, 1981. Was Dorothy Edie the priestess Bentrashit? Or was she simply imagining this? Could her almost fatal fall have brought forward some memories of her past? Or was she possessed by the spirit of Bentrashit? I guess we will never know for sure. And we'll have to just leave this to the realms of the unexplained. When I was in Catholic elementary school, I used to love going to the library there. They had some beautiful, colorful old books on ancient history. My favorite cultures were that of the ancient Greeks and Cretes. I believe I told you why, because the necklines of women's clothing began under their breasts. But most of all, I had an interest in ancient Egypt. The hieroglyphs, artwork, sculptures, and monuments, just amazing. I've always had an affinity for Egypt and its people. As luck would have it, even my hand surgeon, the brilliant Dr. Muhammad Ibrahim, is an Egyptian native to Cairo and is considered a rock star in his field. I love Egypt. Yeah, I remember you telling me of your interest in Egyptian culture. Thanks again for joining us for the latest Unexplained Realms podcast. If you're new to us, please don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and also visit our website at www unexplainedrealms.com Support for this podcast comes from Anchor.fm and V-Media Studios.